Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Recorded live. Hallelujah. It is another Wednesday evening, 7.30. It is time to get started in this Bible study. Uh, Pigs in the Parlor is our practical guide to deliverance. Uh, I don't know about you, but I have to tell you, I have thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed what God is doing in my life through the revealing of his word through this book. Frank and Ida May Hammond, I think they did a wonderful job. Uh, I'm thanking God for them. God rest their souls. Pigs in the parlor. I can understand why they have over one million copies in print. A very, very powerful book, and I believe people are being blessed all over the nation. We are on page 115, and we're looking at, uh, let me turn this music off in the background. We are looking at blessings and benefits, blessings and benefits. And a lot of folks want to get into that because, again, we love blessings. God, When God blesses us, we are just overwhelmed. We are thanking God for blessings. And then um, there's benefits. There's benefits. Uh, some of it we may not look at as a blessing. Um, it probably is a blessing. We just don't look at it that way. And uh, But then there's benefits. All right, so we got blessings and benefits. Let's pray. Father, we just bless your name. We honor you for being such an awesome God. We thank you, O oh God, for each and every person that's on this call. We pray right now, O oh God, as my voice goes into their ears, God, that it works as an uh, agent of light. God, that you will minister to their very souls, that even as I speak, O oh God, deliverance will take place in the name of Jesus. O oh God, for every soul, for every person that is yielded to the Holy Spirit, we pray right now in the name of Jesus that the power of God would rest upon them and that it would overtake them. O oh God, that it would remove everything that is unlike you. Father, we pray that you will open up understanding and wisdom. Revelation knowledge will take place and that their experiences, O oh God, with you would be powerful. Thank you, dear Lord, for the deliverance that you have placed in my life that you have allowed me to experience. And I pray, O oh God, that, again, no demon that's been assigned to anyone under the sound of my voice, even their household, 
their families as names and faces pass through their minds now. We pray, O oh God, that you will send angels to do warfare on their behalf. We thank you in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. Blessings and benefits. Blessings and benefits. There are many blessings and benefits. There are many occasions of joy. Now, the key is, just like we do at work, uh, one of the management techniques is find people doing something right. Sometimes you'll find that you have a boss, and all that that person does is point out the negative. Sometimes you're in a relationship, and all that person does is point out negative after negative after negative. That's all they can find. It appears that I can't do anything right because this is all this person does. It could be a friend, and they're, they're your negative friend. That's what they do. They they find negative things about you. They find negative things that uh, uh, to point out in your life. You have got to find, look for the joy. Let me tell you something. Uh, when I when I develop something, when I see something, and I determine that this is good for me, then let me tell you something. I'm going to do it. And one of the things that I've determined, the the Lord allowed me to experience it or to find it out. And boy, I'm telling you as much as I can. And that thing is called laughter. To laugh as much as possible. You're going to find out where. Um, Laughter works in you like a medicine. You got to do your own research. Don't take my word for it. Be like the Bereans and search out what I tell you and see if it's true. When it comes to laughter, those little puffs of air, women do it during um, childbirth, and they actually have them going through the process of um, birthing the child, but they're puffing, little puffs of air, little puffs of air into their system. Why? Because it works like a medicine. Well, I'm saying all of that to say this. When you determine that something works, uh, the, the occasion of joy, when it comes to the occasion of joy, these are things that you've got to seek out. And when you find out that, guess what? You can get joy out of that. Um, the very deliverance session is one of the points that they bring out. Where you find yourself getting happy, I'm talking really, really joyous about seeing other people deliver. Sometimes, you know, people look at it as a boring experience. Some people look at it as a as a um, traumatic experience. Uh, some folks are terrified about it when it comes to like exorcists or something like that. Listen, that uh, occurrence, that occasion, when I see that person getting delivered. That is a sense of joy. That brings me all kinds of joy. You're talking about blessings and benefits. The session itself is an opportunity to worship and to praise God. When you see somebody testifying of how God has delivered them, then let me tell you something. Uh, rejoice with them who do rejoice. Weep with them who weep. The Word of God finds a pr prominent place. Now, when it comes to the Word of God, this is something, again, we I love that it's in the, the um, book so many times. The Sword of the Spirit. Um, just recently in Sunday school, I used as an example, when the enemy comes, again, we whip out our swords and chop his head off. And, and the act of doing that is done by the Word of God. You have got to know that the Word of God, what does the Bible say? is sharper than any two-edged sword. So in the spirit realm, you've got to understand when I activate the word, that is using it. When I say activate it, that's using the word of God. Father, you said.
Father, I stand on. Please write them down. Father, you said. Father, I stand on. And and on and on top of that, just pronouncing the word of God into the atmosphere where you believe that the demonic presence is taking place, then you start claiming the victory. You start claiming the victory in that area. I just grabbed my God's promises. My mama blessed me with this book back in 2011, and and I just grabbed it. The truth, and look, I just flipped it open to any page. I've got it sitting on my desk, and, and I flipped it open to any page. It opened up on page 185. It says, the truth from the Bible about your responsibilities. The truth from the Bible. And, and all I'm doing is randomly taking a text out of the Bible to show you that this is something that, um, let me tell you something, that you need in your life. I say use this as a weapon. Use it as medicine. He said to them, this is Mark sixteen fifteen. he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That's, listen, that's power. That should impact you. When you hear, your spirit ought to be quickened. Acts 1 and 8, it says, you shall receive power, good God Almighty, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. That, I'm, listen, all I'm doing, I just grabbed it and opened it up to, that's your power. Now, when you see the word activated, and, and listen to this. This is what it says in the book in that first paragraph under blessings and, and benefits. It says, when the, the sword of the spirit, which is thrust through the foe. See, when I start talking about being a witnesses, I speak that. I speak this particular text onto the people of Mount Enon that we are, watch this, we are his witnesses. Jerusalem, Judea, and to the uttermost parts of the world, we are his witnesses. So I'm activating the word of God into the lives of those who, so any demon that tries to, good God Almighty, that tries to hinder that word from being accomplished, let me tell you something, that demon is going to have to deal with that word. And if you don't, listen, if you have no relevance of the word in your life, then it's going to be difficult for you to activate scripture on your behalf you've got to know the power and you have got to speak this in power when i say in power it's not about the the uh, the quickness of your words it's not about how loud you are it's about how much you believe it works through the believer that believes he says that's when we started we started with belief and then we continue in belief and then we're going to be raptured in belief it's what we believe now watch this it says, much scripture is also used in what? When we teach, you've got to use scripture. When you correct, when you correct somebody, listen, the enemy tries to get you to not use the word, but, but you better know that the, words, the word of God says that that's what we're supposed to do. It's supposed to be used in correction. Listen, you're outside of the word of God. Listen, the reason that we're not experiencing the benefit, why? Because you're trying to do it with your worldly wisdom, and it ain't working. Keep it moving. Instructions. When you're, when you're helping someone, when you're directing someone, what do we do? We're doing it through the word of God. The, the, the way for you to reap the benefits is for you to do it through the word of God, to exhort. 
That's what we say. Uh, uh, what was? What is it? Um, Psalms 150. Uh, praise God in the sanctuary. Where is it? Hold on. Let me grab it real quick. Here we go. Watch this. Praise ye the Lord. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. See, when we start exhorting, what does it say? Exhort. When we exhort, always revert back to the word of God. That's something, again, Deacon Shepherdson always does. It's either a song of praise or it is the word of God. Again, Reverend Warren is another one. When, when, when the opportunity to stand before the people of God, guess what? The word of God is going to take preeminence. It's going to be the, the zenith, the apex, the top. It's, that's going to, let that be the highlight. Men and women of God, uh, and, and I've been bringing this up lately, and again, I'm bringing it up so many times that the people of God might start doing what the Word of God says. It says, uh, uh, Reverend Johnson brought it to our attention again, and it impacted me so much, and it is blessing my life. God willing, I'll do this. God willing, I'll do that. You don't plan your tomorrow without God being in it. God willing, I'll be there tomorrow. Why? It brings God into everything the believer does. He walks. Listen, it's not just a little cute song. He walks with me. He talks with me. He tells me he's my own. No, he literally walks with me. So if he walks with you and you know he knows more than you, the danger seen and unseen, then guess what? Why not include him in the preparation? Why not include him in the event? Why not include him in the conclusion? Throughout the entire process, I got God in there. God willing, I'll finish it. God willing, I'll be there. God willing, I'll accomplish it. All right? So that's the exhortation. Then it says, then there is prayer in the understanding. Now, when we start talking about blessings and benefits, being able to just commute, thank you, God. I don't know if you know how powerful it is for you to be able to communicate with God. When you read that Old Testament and you see folks could not go into the Holy of Holies and talk to God. When you read that New Testament and understand that there were only a few people that God spoke with. He wasn't speaking to everybody. But then when Jesus died and rose from the dead, and then when he ascended up high, he said he was not going to leave us comfortless. He's going to leave us the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit in us gives us the opportunity to do what? To be able to go into the Holy of Holies, to have God living inside of us, to be able to communicate with him on a daily. See, you've got to understand the benefit that you have in the dispensation in which you live, that it gives you this great opportunity to, to have this relationship with God. Listen, listen how we pray. We say we're going to pray. Pray with understanding. That's why I say when we pray, please understand. Pray, don't just pray prayers that sound good. This don't try to sound spiritual. But pray and activate the word that God said. If God said you have the ability to bind and to loose, then guess what? In your prayer, you ought to be doing some binding and some loosening. If he says that, guess what? We were made in his image, and the image of God is, those, is the, the image that caused those things that be not. Help me, Holy Ghost. Call those things that be not as though they were. So you learn how to speak calmness. You learn how to speak harmony in your relationship. You, if you learn how to say, 
my relationship, I'm in a harmonious and loving and faith-filled marriage. My family is harmonious and loving and faith-filled. See, when you can't, you got to activate the power that's in the Word. So you're praying with understanding. You're praying in the Spirit. That's between you and God. Where God takes your heart. Let me tell you something. You can't pray your heart. You don't know how to read your heart. You can read the paper. You can read a book. You can read the Internet. You can read your iPad, but you can't read your heart. God does not look on the outward appearance. He looks on your heart. Now, although this may be coming out your mouth, he realized, guess what? That's not what's in your heart. He realized that anger is speaking right now, but your heart is doing something else. So when you pray in the spirit, your spirit is speaking to God. Prayers of what? Petition. Prayers of what? Intercession. And can I pause there for a moment and, and just plead with you and petition you <clears throat> to petition God for someone else? That's intercession. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's intercession. Prayers of thanksgiving. There's a season of just thanking God, all the benefits. You're talking about a benefit. That is a benefit to be able to thank God. To be able to acknowledge, guess what, that came from God. To be able to acknowledge that and then to praise God. <clears throat> Not only prayers of petition, intercession, and thanksgiving, but guess what? Prayers of praise, where your whole prayer, <clears throat> excuse me, as you can tell, I'm getting something caught in my throat. I'm trying to get a little water. Thank you, Jesus. And then prayers of praise. I'm talking where you're doing nothing but lifting God up. This is your prayer. Hallelujah and thank you, Jesus. Glory, 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 God. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen, you have got to get it in. What is that? What do you got to get in? You got to get in your praise. God has been so good. You thanking him and praising him for all that he has done. I'm telling you, he's done great things. He's done great things. Prayers of praise, okay? So that's another benefit. <clears throat> when deliverance is conducted in such a spiritual atmosphere, power is generated that breaks the resistance of the enemy. Can I read it again? I think it's worthy. When deliverance is conducted in such a spiritual atmosphere... The atmosphere is what we're trying to set, where folks are not, listen, they're not spectating. They're participating. When we get an atmosphere where everybody in the room, and, and thank God when we get the, the 90%, that is a blessing. We're looking for 100% participation, but if we can get the 90% of folks in the room to really 100%, let me tell you something God has already showed in his word, that when they were in one place on one accord, there was miracles from heaven that happened in that place. There is, listen, no, no, nobody's laying on hands. Nobody has to say a word. All we're doing is lifting him up, and we're on one accord. And when the atmosphere, I, it, this is not me. 
please read it in the book. When the atmosphere is set, when it's a spiritual atmosphere, power is generated that breaks the resistance of the enemy. Jesus is kept what? Preeminence. What does that mean? When Jesus is kept at the forefront. So when we're doing praise and worship, people are not, don't concentrate on how good you sound. Don't concentrate if we sound good. When we start praising, if we could just thank God for Jesus, if we could just remember, I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood for me. One day when I was lost, Jesus died on the cross, and I know it was the blood for me. Well, Pastor, well, you know, that it really doesn't go that way. It, it goes, I know it was the blood. You know, no, listen, you don't get all caught up on that. If you get caught up on Jesus died on the cross for my sins, and I accepted him, that, that, that death, that sacrificial death, I accepted him as my Savior. Savior from what? He's saving me from my sin. My sin was going to kill me because the wages of sin is death. It was going to kill me. But because he died, because he shed his blood, so when I sing, I know it was the blood. Listen, I'm not worried about trying to hit every note. I, I would love to sing it the way it's supposed to be sung. That's all. That, that, that would be all well and good. The key is, can we just love on him? Can we keep him what? Preeminence. See, that's the blessings and benefits. And the servants of the Lord are strengthened and edified. See, when you've got the joy of the Lord down in your heart, when you've got the joy of the Lord down in your heart, let me tell you something. Something comes up out of you when you get to praising. Something comes out of you when you get to worshiping. Something comes out of you when you get to praying. Why? Because there's something down on the inside of me that creates, watch this, it creates an atmosphere, and then that atmosphere generates power that breaks down the enemy, the resistance of the enemy that what he, what he would do, he can't do. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is there and it's active. When you keep Jesus as preeminent, the servants of the Lord are strengthened and they're edified. So here we are. Listen. Some folks, I understand why they go to sleep after praise and worship. Why? They've already gotten what they need. They were exhausted. God has given them rest. And guess what? They sit there and close their eyes. Why? Because I got something during praise and worship. All shame and pretense has to be laid aside. Now, if we're going to do uh, receive blessings, if we're going to receive the benefits, when it comes to deliverance, all uh, pretense must be laid aside. The key is the challenge that we face in many ministries is that folk won't let down their guard of facade. Folks always want to stay on top of their spiritual game. Folks always want to stay in their acting role. Instead of getting to the place where you say, God, I need you. God, I love you. God, I need this out of my life. And I'm not talking about just saying it. I'm talking about meaning it. When you say it, you have got to mean it. You've got to understand, Lord, I need you. I need you every day. I need you every hour. 
Hallelujah. Okay, watch this. All that's got to be laid aside. Friendships are gained. Now, this is what it says. Another thing that happens, friendships are gained through the contact of opening that's open by the deliverance outreach. What happens when, when, when a person knows that, guess what, you participated? Let me tell you, I've said it once, and I'm going to say it again. When it comes to the Bible, you better understand heaven and earth is going to pass away, but the word is going to stand, and the word says one can put a 1,000 to flight, two can put 10,000 to flight, and what we're, trying, what we're striving for is to be able to get a group of folks together that know and trust one another enough that, guess what, I can be open and honest with you, and I'm dealing with some stuff that I want gone out of my life, and can you uh, touch and agree with me? that this thing might leave me in the name of Jesus. Listen, friendships are forged. When you say, I know that I was bound. See, some folks, when they don't want uh, to put down the pretense, they don't want to lay that shame aside. If I say that I've been dealing with this all this time, it, 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 it's, it's going to shame me. You've got to put all that aside. What a joy to see multitudes brought to victory. Now, you're talking about, again, that should be the, 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 the thing for us, to see folks delivered, to see folks walking in freedom, to see, listen, when you see a person that was in a wheelchair get up, when you see a person that was blind, eyes open, when you see folks throwing away canes and crutches, when you see folks that could not hear, talking about they, I, I, I heard what you said. When you, when you get folks that's being honest and saying, listen, I was bound by a demon, whether it was a demon that was indwelling or it was a demon that was following me constantly and just whispering, no matter what. When you see folks delivered, that should be the source of your joy. To see them walking in victory. The most frustrating part, watch this, and I, and I agree so much. The most frustrating part of pastoral, the pastoral ministry, was counseling. And then he says, I was willing to listen, offer advice, and give encouragement. But, watch this, most of the time, there was no remedy. You 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 listening to their you you're counseling and in the counseling you're listening, offering advice and giving encouragement, but what you find out is that there's no remedy. Why? Because the person was dealing with a demon. This is what he's saying. He was at this place where he's doing this. I'm listening, I'm offering advice, I'm encouraging them, but I really didn't have the remedy. Then he got to the place where when he's in his deliverance ministry, guess what? Now I know what it is. It's a demonic presence. And let me tell you, some folks that ain't demonic, they just got a bad habit. Some folks that is not demonic, it's not something whispering to them. You've got a habit of distractions. You've got a habit of not staying the course. You've got a habit of, of uh, starting and not finishing. Sometimes it's deliverance. Sometimes you've got to put a habit in the place that when you start it, finish it. That you're pressing your way through. You you're not taking you're not taking no as an answer. You're not using uh, quitting is not an answer. It's not an option. Now we're getting to the roots of the problem, and there are answers 
where there used to be none. I love that portion right there. I highlighted it. I underlined it. I, I did everything with that little section right there. Why? Because there's answers now. You Once you identify what the problem is, you got to go to war. And, and we've walked through it so many times, using the word of God, using your prayer language, using your prayer life, touching and agreeing, using the word of God, binding and loosening, casting out, pulling down strongholds with the weapon that God has given you. Christians are being saved from lives of ruin and defeat. And brought to what? Stability and fruit. That's the goal, to be brought to a life of stability and fruitfulness. And when you see it, oh, my God, I'm shouting hallelujah. I'm shouting hallelujah. Glory to God. I see the deliverance. This, not, this, not, no, this is not a game where you see that folks are walking in deliverance. That's a blessing. That's a blessing. That's a benefit. Insights that I've gained into the spiritual realm, that's another benefit. That's another blessing. Insights. I'm over on page uh, 116 now. Insights that are gained through spirit through the spiritual realm. See, you start tapping in to spiritual things. It says, I have discovered that a sharp line of demarcation between the realm of light and the realm of darkness. You start to understand. See, this is the benefit of this ministry, and this is the benefit of experiencing deliverance in your own life, where you start to draw that sharp. That's, listen, where it says demarcation, that's not a term that we use often, but it starts to put boundaries and limits. Hold on a second. The enemy can't do that to me anymore. No, I've got boundaries now. At Eusta, when, when this would happen, bam, there's every action, there's a reaction. Uh-uh, there doesn't have to be a reaction. You don't have to go there. Oh, you know what? He'd take me there. No, he can take you there, but you don't have to go. See, somebody can say, okay, come go with me, and they start walking, but, and, and you don't go. So, yeah, they're taking you there, but you're not going with them. No, 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 I'm standing right here. Why? Because I'm staying in the realm of light. I'm staying in the realm of I got power over darkness. I'm staying in the realm that, guess what, Jesus got up with all power, and then he dwells in me through the power of the Holy Spirit, and I'm activating the power in me to stand. I'm not going, no, 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 I'm not going there with you. No, 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 I'm not getting angry either. No, I don't. And listen, you've got to be able to not agree and not be upset. Good God Almighty. Somebody needs to write that down. You need to be able to disagree and not get angry. You need to be able to continue to deal with that person on a spiritual level and hear them. And I understand what you're saying. I do not agree. And you and I are still okay. I have no attitude with you. Even if you got an attitude with me. Even if you want so desperately for me to have the same opinion that you do, that you get angry, I'm not angry with you. And whenever you're ready, I'm ready to forgive and forget and to move on. I'm not dwelling on it. Spiritual realm. See, that's when you tap into the spiritual realm, where you start looking at the light and knowing that light is power over darkness. And where there is light, darkness cannot exist. Spiritual awareness is quickened. That's another benefit. Your spiritual awareness is quickened. So when some, listen, when you hear somebody say something and you look them in your eyes and in your spirit, in your spirit, man, you realize what you're dealing with. And under your breath, 
in the name of Jesus, I call you out. Under your breath, in the spirit, you can hear it. You can whisper it so soft the person doesn't know it. But you realize, guess what? That ain't that person. That's not my brother. That's not my sister. That's not my friend. But it's a spiritual thing. And you take authority over it. Spiritual, watch this, spiritual awareness is quickened. Satan's wiles are much more readily discerned. That's another benefit. Where you start to be able to, to, to recognize and to discern what you're dealing with. Where you're not jumping the gun no more. You're getting all hyped and arguing and fussing and fighting. That's, that's childishness. That's immature. That's what children do. Oh, you know, it's another fight on the playground. You, you, the boulevard at the Capitol Center, uh, where the men's warehouse used to be located, and, and it was a shame where you could walk out the door in the evening, 7 o'clock in the evening, so many young kids out there cussing and fussing, fighting out there. That's children. That's what children do. In the schools, you got metal detectors. you got police, police that actually have an office in the schools now because the violence is so prevalent. That's children. That's immaturity. You're supposed to be mature. How old are you? You're supposed to be mature. Well, mature in the natural and mature in the spirit is two different things. You can be mature as an adult, and just by a number, you call yourself mature. You're actually just grown or you a particular age, but you're not mature. And this is what it's saying. When you get mature, you start to, you start to be able to activate that discerning, where Satan's wiles are much more readily discerned. Why? Because you're the mature believer. You start to know, uh-uh, I know what I'm dealing with in the name of Jesus. When I start to do my worship, God, read my heart, because I'm wreaking havoc on this devil right now. No, 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 I see him trying to act up. I see him trying to have this person disrupt this service. But in the name of Jesus, I send angels to their doorstep. I send angels to war on their behalf, that every demon that's been assigned to them is going to have to deal, watch this, with the Holy Ghost fire that I'm about to unleash on them. In the spirit realm. That's when you know who you are. That's a benefit. Good God Almighty. The path of the righteousness before God is plainer. The path of the righteousness before God is plainer than it ever was. See, one of the things that we've got to get to when it comes to believers and when it comes to reaping the benefits that God has uh, before the believers, is to know that you, 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 you're supposed to strive to be righteous. you got to hate what, what God hates, and in particularly in your own life, where you're striving. The path of righteousness before God is plainer than it ever was. Where I don't want to do that, I recognize it. See, it's a, it's, 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 it's a shame, it's heartbreaking to watch full-grown people who are in church, in ministry, in leadership, but still immature, still got, got baby issues, still need a beard born because you're drooling. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, you're drooling. When you let certain things come out of your mouth, it's like baby drool. It's what you've taken in is coming out. 
Have you ever seen a baby drinking milk and it look like they're spilling more than they're taking in? You got to lean them back because if you set them up, they just, they, they're spilling so much out. They don't know how to take the nourishment in. There's some folks that's around the word of God and the word is going forward. And guess what? Other folks are being fed and they're getting fat on the word. And then you got other folks that's dying of malnutrition concerning the things of God. They're fat on flesh. They're fat on things of the world. They talk good world talk, but they talk poor. I'm talking dying of malnutrition when it comes to spiritual enlightenment. Righteousness is the way of the believer. I don't know how you're going to be as strong as God intends you to be in spiritual things when you're not walking righteous, when you're not striving for righteousness and holiness. It is easier to keep from being drawn into fleshly conflicts with others and to keep the warfare in the heavenlies. I'm I'm, I'm telling you, you, this, this book, I love it. I thank God for it. I thank God for this ministry. I thank God for this opportunity. It has been so eye opening. Again, when you start dealing with a person on a fleshly level, you're pulling the battle out of heaven and you're bringing it to earth. But when you deal with them on a spiritual level, when you say, guess what? I, I'm not letting it get to me. Listen, I'm not talking. I'm not letting it get to me. I am walking. It's not getting to me. I'm not dealing with that. I'm leaving this battle in the heavenlies, and God's going to get the victory. Why? He says, what you do here on earth, I've already done it in heaven. You've got to know it. Keep the battle in. It's a benefit. I'm not bringing it down here. I'm leaving it in the heavenlies. Is that powerful or what? Is that powerful or what? Let's move right on over. We're going to move right on over. We're going to touch on uh, uh, page 117. We're going into practical. I love that word. That is my word. Let me highlight it. That is my word. Practical. Don't don't be so... Don't be so... Uh, High. Don't be so educated. Theological, thank you. That's what I was looking for. Don't be so theological. You're so deep. I like the practical, practical suggestions for deliverance. And when we get into this, this is so powerful because this area right here, I really want, there are so many people, when it comes to that first paragraph right there on page 117, it says, uh, it is our purpose to share what has been gained by what? This is what they're doing. By study, revelation, and experience. You've got a lot of folks that they are trying to minister from experience only. They don't do a lot of studying. When they're studying, it's not being a lot revealed. There's no revelation taking place. And let me tell you something. You need revelation. It is very difficult to read, and particularly the King James Version, and to get the gist of what is being taught, what is being said, without doing study. And then, even with study, at times it is hidden. You need revelation. What is revelation? This is when God quickens your spirit, when God reveals to you the meaning of the text. 
And let me tell you something. My grandmother told me this. I didn't understand it when she told me, but I understand it now. When he says something that God says to you, you're not going to be able to say to nobody. You're not going to be able to tell nobody. Why? Because they're going to think you crazy. Sometimes God leaves. It appears to me that God leaves certain things in between you and him. Oh, you know what I got out of this scripture? And then when you tell the person what you got out of the scripture, then they, they, uh, they, they trying to give you the interpretation. That's not what the scripture means, though. That's not when it says don't lay any. And you know what? The, 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 the scripture came to my mind. Don't lay hands on any man suddenly. And, and I knew, you know what, not to put my hands on him. Now, the scripture actually means to don't give the seal of approval to a person that has not been proven. When it says don't lay hands on any man suddenly, it's dealing with the laying on of hands and giving that seal of approval for this person saying this is God's man or this is God's woman without this person showing themselves worthy. Let them, listen, let them walk faithfully for a period of time. So don't lay hands on them. That's what it means. However, when the scripture came to your mind in this particular situation and you were getting angry and, and the scripture came to mind, don't lay hands on any man suddenly. You took it at that point literally to not fight with this person. So when you try to tell this person that guess what? The scripture came to my mind, and I didn't lay my hands on them suddenly. Good God Almighty, thank you, Lord. And they say, well, that's not even what the scripture means. They're trying to beat you down theologically. That was between you and God, and he struck that into your spirit. It's not for you to teach it. It's not. It's not for you to teach it or to preach it. It's for you to walk in this relationship with God and hear what he's telling you. That's revelation. He's Listen, many times you'll find out. I, I, I'll never forget, I've used this testimony before, that I was in one of the worst times of my life. Someone was on the phone ministering to me. They gave me a text to read. When I got off the phone, I read the text. When I talked to them again, I shared with them. I said, thank you so much for the text. And I quoted the text that they gave me and how it ministered to me. And they said, I, I didn't give you that text. I gave you another text. The Holy Spirit got in the midst. This is just me. It sounds crazy. I know it sounds crazy. He got in the midst of the conversation. And what came out of their mouth and what went into my ear was two different things. The Holy Spirit knew what I needed and gave me what I needed, and it comforted me. The Scripture, when I read the Scripture, the Scripture, comf the scripture comforted me. When I went back and tried to explain, guess what? Uh-uh, I didn't give you that. That's revelation. That's when God quickens your spirit. And this is what, in, in, in deliverance ministry, let me tell you something. You, you've got to have this relationship with God. Then you've got to use your experiences, okay? We are urged each person to engaging in deliverance ministry to remain watch to the Holy Spirit. Open to the Holy Spirit. Teaching and guiding. 
And that's, that's very, very powerful because when it comes to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will teach you some things, but then you have got to begin to walk in with the Holy Spirit. See, some folks want to learn, 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 but never want to do, do, do. When the Holy Spirit teaches you something, he's not teaching you something for you to store it up. You're not a file cabinet. And some of the learning that we've got, you're not a warehouse. We've gotten to the place where, guess what, you need some racks and some pallets, and you're putting all this knowledge up in your storehouse because you've got a whole warehouse of information. But guess what? You're not doing it. You've got to be open to not only the teaching of the Holy Spirit, but the guiding of the Holy Spirit. And the guiding of the Holy Spirit is when you start doing what the Holy Spirit says do. You start, listen, the Holy Spirit is always going to take you to battles. The Holy Spirit is always going to take you into battles. The Holy Spirit is always going to confront darkness. The Holy Spirit is always going to grant you, watch this, to give you wisdom in the things of God. Okay? Now, this next area, and I'm not going to get too deep into it, the uh, next area is the ministry the ministry, room, and equipment. And you've got to understand, that's why we want the atmosphere. When folks walk into, uh, into the, um, uh, the building, into the edifice, we want it conducive of ministry. We don't want distractions. The, uh, Sunday we had a, a, a fly that was flying around in the sanctuary. Guess what? That distracts some people. They Listen, and you better know it that I went to Home Depot already and got a fly trap. Why? Because it's ministry. You've got to make sure that the, 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 minist- the room itself and the equipment, here you are trying to minister, and the sound system, boop, 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 stuff falling over. The bench is crickety. The edifice, the room, the equipment has got to be conducive of ministry. Watch what it says. We're not, so you don't want anything to disturb, excite. The sound, everything has got to flow because why? People are very easily distracted. Nothing is supposed to disturb from the outside or the inside. You don't want any disturbances. The chair, watch this. They even say the chair. Have a chair to straight, a straight chair without an armrest is most suitable. Why? Distra- the, the arms, uh, for comfort, whatever, whatever the distraction may be, that just a straight back chair, no armrest. So you've got to seriously consider about ministry. And see, this is what I, oftentimes when we come to church, it is time to, for some folks to get delivered right there in the church service. The key is you've got so many folks that come unprepared. They come to actually hear folks sing. They come to actually hear folks exhort. Oh, that was good. That sounded good. No, no, no. I'm not going to apply anything. I'm not going to participate in it. I come here to watch you guys do this. It's entertainment. If it's not entertainment, maybe somebody can help me. Text me, write me, email me. Uh, uh, If it's not entertainment, what is it? When you just go to watch somebody else do it and you ain't doing it. It is time for deliverance, and the whole atmosphere has got to be set. Let me tell you something. You're talking about the power of God falling when folks are so concerned about ministry. 
thank God, when I came 10 years ago and he said, what is the vision of the church? Lost souls saved. Lost souls saved. That's all. Listen, you go to bed praying, lost souls might be saved. If God, thank you for giving us a ministry. This souls might be saved. Prepare us, O oh God, and then send us out that souls might be saved. Let us impact. When we hit the streets again, let us impact the community. Why? That souls might be saved. When we're out in the community cleaning up this weekend, guess what? That souls might be saved. Even in the alley, even on the street corner, when the music is being played, hot dogs and hamburgers could be being passed out, uh, basketball being played. Guess what? Lord, make it conducive that souls might be saved, that somebody might be edified, that somebody might be encouraged, somebody might be lifted up, somebody might come to know you in a very real way. Watch this. Here they go. It's not nobody running out of the room. Uh, if vomiting, spitting, phlegm, might come up, have plastic receptacles available. Let, and let me tell you something. You need to do this in your room. I'll never forget. There was years ago the Lord had me in this room. I was in this study, and I was having a good time in the Lord just praying and asking God uh, uh, for all kinds of stuff, petitioning the Lord, praying and interceding for other folks. And, and the next thing you know, I'm crying like a baby on the floor. And the next thing you know, phlegm was coming out. Guess what? Thank God I had a trash can right there. Listen, when it's ministry, somebody's going to fall out. Do you have what I call floor worship uh, uh, cloths? When folks are doing that floor worship, where sometimes, listen, you ain't got to act super spiritual. If the if the Holy Spirit makes you feel a little lightheaded, you lay on down on the floor. No, I don't have to act like you knocked me down. No, I feel a little lightheaded, and I'm getting ready to lay down on this floor in the Holy Ghost. Don't play games with spiritual things. Too many people are in the games when it's time for deliverance. Too many people are into emotions. When it's time for deliverance, ah, no, 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 I don't need you to get all emotional right now. No, I need you to get delivered so you can start operating in the power. So have these things available, paper towels, uh, facial tissue. Now watch this, the bottom of 117. It says, and then a record-keeping notebook, pen. Get a notebook and a pen. Why? You're going to be keeping some records. You're going to be sharing. Watch this. You're going to be documenting what happened. Why? Because this is a way of understanding how God, listen, some things, God has done so many things. I'm so, I'm kicking myself. Why? Because when this year of God blowing our minds, this, our unstoppable year, God has done so many things to just blow my mind. I have no record of them. What I can remember, I remember. You've got to document this. Sometimes you can go back over your, let me tell you what it will really serve as. Sometimes when the enemy starts to bombard you with thoughts of defeat, the thoughts of low self-esteem, thoughts of I can't, it's too hard, you start reading back over your diary. You go back to that notebook and you start reading of what God has done. What he's already done. I'm not defeated. I will not be defeated. We're going to embark upon this uh, new one. The pre-ministry conference. 
And this is something that you've got to do. Uh, a lot of times when you ask folk, are you willing to be delivered? Are you ready to be delivered? There are things that you're ready and open for deliverance. Honest and humility are the key. Honesty and humility are the keys to effective ministry. If folk are not going to be honest, if they're not going to be humble, if you're not going to be honest, if you operate, listen, if you're operating in your power, you're putting on a show. If you're going to be honest, I can do nothing. I can't help you. The only way I'm going to be able to help you is I tap into the power of God. The only way I'm going to be able to help you is that me tapping in is my, my experience with Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. Him operating through me is the way you're getting ready to get delivered. I'm not going to play games with you. Humility is, again, you're not prideful. I'm humble before God that God chose me. I didn't choose him. This is how, we, how we're going to see the deliverance. The person's got to be ready, and they've got to be open. And then, watch this, the whole experience has got to be in confidence. There's too much rumor mill. There's too much gossip in the body of Christ. This has got to be in confidence. God can trust, listen, God can trust you when you're a confidentiality kind of person. He can trust you. If somebody's going to tell it, listen, If somebody's going to tell it, let that be the person who got delivered. That bottom portion down there at the top, that top paragraph, it says here, the confidence and that the story will not be divulged. That's whatever is being done. However, those experienced deliverance should be encouraged to give their own testimony as a witness of what? The love and the power of the Lord. Let God get the glory. You know who winds up getting all the glory? The deliverance minister. Oh, you know what he did? You know what he did? Listen, that's not pointing it to God. You've got to discipline yourself to give God the glory. If you don't, the enemy right after God, and, and God truly did use you, and right after he uses you, then the enemy comes in and causes you to do exactly what he did in heaven as Lucifer, to see the power of God and then the desire to be the, the source of the power. Lucifer, I understand, he wanted the glory of God. He wanted to rise to the throne of God and to receive that praise himself. On earth, what do we do? We operate in the power of God and then take the glory. You got to give the glory to God. The person that got delivered got to give the glory of God. Give the glory to God. Jesus encouraged it. In Mark chapter 5, verse number 19, watch this. Mark chapter 5, verse number 19 and 20. It says, go home to thy friends and tell them how great things the Lord has done for thee and had compassion on thee. And he departed, I love this part, and he departed and began to publish in the Decapolis, Decapolis, and it says 10 cities in the book, Decapolis, 
The capitalists, okay, the capitalists. So he began to, and, and this is something that, again, I believe that we are defeated in. Why? Because the people of God get delivered, and, and then they're too ashamed to say, guess what? I was defeated in that. I tell it, I'm telling, listen, I, I pray to God that God ain't upset about it. I'll tell it, and I'll tell it over and over again. But you're a pastor. I don't care if I am a pastor. When you get delivered and God get and God did it, listen, you better tell somebody. It wasn't me. I wasn't walking in this. I wasn't walking in this clarity. This, watch this. This clarity of thinking. I wasn't walking in this. This chatter, this chatter that was going on is no longer there. I'm walking in it now. Why? Because God delivered. But but you've been in ministry all day. I don't care how long I've been in ministry. I'm trying to tell you I was dealing with something and was in ministry. Folk were saying, yeah, you ministered to me. Folks were saying, oh, yes, you, when you prayed, it was so powerful. Folks were saying, I enjoyed that message. I enjoyed that teaching. And guess what? I was dealing with some stuff. I still had some straps on me, some strongholds on me. And God delivered. So when God delivers, guess what? The person that got delivered ought to go tell somebody that God did it. The person that did the deliverance that God used to use the, to, to deliver the person, that person ought to say, guess what? God used me. It was nobody but God. It was God's power. It was the word of God. It was the Holy Spirit. You got no right. To take the credit for what God did. Give God the glory. And I'll see. I, I guarantee you he'll use you again. I guarantee it. That's what's supposed to happen. It says the purpose of the conference is to detect. Watch this. The presence of spirits. Is it is are we dealing with when you do this conference, you're trying to determine when you're asking questions led by the Holy Spirit, you're trying to determine is these spirits in this person? Is this a spirit? And to uncover their nature. Oh, I see it. Oh, I can see it. That ain't nothing but a that's a anger, a spirit of anger. We're gonna get into it. It it, it, it may it, God willing, it won't be uh, the 21st, maybe by the 28th, we're going to get into them demon groupings. And let me tell you something. You're going to start knowing this person's got a judgmental. Every time they come, everything that comes out of their mouth, criticisms and judgmental. Accusation. It's a spirit of accusation. It's a spirit of rejection. They have fear of rejection. They, listen, you can hear it. I think they, they're mad at me. I think they don't want me around. I think they, listen, it's a, a spirit of rejection. I call it out in the name of Jesus. I speak to it. You spirit of rejection. I call you out in Jesus' name. Self-rejection. Fear of rejection. I just don't want them to not love me. I just don't want them to not include me. I want to be included. That's how they get so when we get into that, listen, when you go into this, you've got to be uh, understand, if you're going to operate in deliverance, if you feel that's what God is telling you, as I've been studying this, guess what? You feel that God is telling you that you're going to operate in this, this ministry of deliverance, then you need to have this conference, pre-ministry conference. Before you start calling things out, ask a couple of questions. And what are you trying to determine? The presence of the Spirit and then to uncover, to uncover the nature of it. Demons come 
in through, watch this, open doors. The objective of the conference is to determine when, hallelujah, how such doors was open in the childhood when they were a bad church experience, a bad relationship. Then you, the Holy Spirit starts to work with you as the mature believer and starts to give you discernment and quicken your spirit. So the conference is necessary. I'm gonna put a I'm gonna put a mark right there. God willing, we will we will pick up on the 21st, right? Yep, nine twenty one. We'll pick up right there, and that's uh uh what is that one two third paragraph on page one eighteen. The third paragraph on 118. I pray to God that you're ready. We're getting ready to pray. We, yeah, I know we've got a few minutes, but we're going to pray. And I'm believing the power of God. I'm believing that um, all those that's on the line that have a relationship with God, I thank God for the scripture that said, uh, with the size of a mustard seed, you can move mountains. Yeah, symbolically is just saying that you can do great things in faith if you just got a little bit. But I'm believing to bind my prayers, combine my prayers with your prayers right now. And there's some areas in your life that you're dealing with. And not for any show or any fashion, not for a dollar that you're going to donate, but for your deliverance and that we might have joy in you being delivered. I pray that you get it in your mind right now, whatever it is, in the name of Jesus, we're binding it right now your spirit and my spirit. As you think about it, we bind it in the name Lord Jesus. We activate the scripture that says that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through God to the pulling down a stronghold. We pull down that stronghold right now. By the power of the word of God that says that we have the power to bind here on earth. Every demonic presence that's whispering to that presence, whatever that thing is that you have in your mind right now in the name of Jesus that's defeating you, we bind it in the name of Lord Jesus. We activate the knowledge that God has given us through the word where, where we saw that ministry, the deliverance ministry was done, and it wasn't all removed at one time. But by the power of God, we do warfare right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Then we, we're asking God to move by his spirit and to begin to refill you in that area with his spirit. Let the Holy Spirit rest upon the lives of those who are on this call in a very awesome way. In a very awesome way. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. Folks, I hope to see you next week uh, on Wednesday. Okay, I get it now. I get it now. Thank you. I just got a message. Okay. On the 21st, we will not have 
um, we will not have Bible study. Why? Because we'll be in empowerment services. Amen. We will not. So it will be the 28th. All right. Thank you. We will. It will be the 28th um, that we will get into this. God willing, we will get into this section. On the 21st, we will be at the empowerment sessions, 329. 34th Street, Southeast D.C., I pray that you can come and celebrate with us what God has done for 10 years in this ministry. I thank God for just sustaining us. I thank God for being sustained. I know ministries that have not lasted this long, but God sustained us. Thank you so much. God bless you. I will talk to you again, God willing, on the 28th or see you face-to-face on the 21st. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Good night.